Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Across the Tracks podcast. And we're getting close to the end of August. Summer's winding down. We got Labor Day coming here soon, and uh, we're still on the case. And I'm Wayne. I am Steve, and welcome back. Yes, so, sir. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Nelson. Yes, sir. What we got what we got on the docket for this evening? What are, right. what are you, some topics you, of discussion? You sound like the court, man. A <laughs> lot, 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 lot of court action going on, but uh, we'll, that's another time. That's for another time. But tonight, uh, we're going to look back on the uh, today is the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about that. Uh, sad situation. Uh, we've talked about a lot of these on the broadcast, but tonight uh, another shooting. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, three people lost their lives in Jacksonville. So we're going to talk about that and the ramifications of that and all the swirl surrounding that. So we're going to hit on that a little bit. Uh, what I call the greatest game show host in the history of game shows past. We're going to talk a bit about Bob Barker mm-hmm. and your man, Shannon Sharp. <laughs> he left yeah. the undisputed here a while back, and uh, he's got a new gig now. So we're going to talk a bit about that, and uh, we're going to talk about Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, he's one of the candidates uh, for the Republican nomination for president. He made some remarks uh, concerning modern day KKK. So we're going to talk about that, and then lastly, we're going to throw a little tidbit: fifty years ago today, August twenty eighth. 1973, the late great Marvin Gaye released. Let's get it on. Mm-hmm. All right, that's sounds like we got some things to take care of here. All right, yes, sir. all right. Yes, sir. Let's start with uh, the March on Washington. Let's let's yeah. re, let's revamp that and yeah. uh, what's going on with it. Yeah, well, you and I, uh, we were mere youngsters when this uh, when this took place in 1963. I think I was six years old. Yep. Uh, this was in August, and just a few months later, in November, um, President Kennedy was was assassinated. So we remember that. It's it's a it's a shame, but I don't remember a lot about the March on Washington, and I think a lot of that had to do with fact. People, you know, during our time, I don't think people talked about it. Um, at least I don't remember, you know, people in my inner circle talking about the March on Washington. I, I remember it simply because of um, my older brother. Okay. They talked about it, you know, and it was, and and we did watch some of it on the TV. Yep. Um, we, I didn't know anybody that participated in it. But yeah, it was a kind of a big deal. We talked about it, you know, and we saw mm. some some TV clips and and so on. But what a lot of people don't realize is that in 1963, uh, it was actually that March on Washington was a repeat mm-hmm. because in 1943, a Philip Randolph threatened to march on Washington uh, when the Roosevelt administration, FDR, was uh, president of the United States. And FDR did not want to um, be caught off by making it look bad that, you know, here are these people who were in the middle of the war 
And these black folks in Washington and around the country were going to march on Washington, D.C. and talk about discrimination and um, black folks participating in the war effort itself. You know, I think the last time that we talked, we talked about the uh, 761st, the Black Panthers Mm -hmm. tank battalion. And some of the um, um, throwbacks, not throwbacks, but some ramifications from A. Philip Randolph threatening to um, march on Washington also led to more black folks being able to fight for the country. And Roosevelt said, hey, if you don't march, you know, we're going to allow these things to happen. Okay, we'll let black folks participate. We'll have uh, regular conversations with the black community and black leaders across the country if you don't march. And A. Philip Randolph basically said, "Okay, we can we can deal with that. We're not going to we're going to postpone the march. And so 20 years later, in 1963, after literally eight years of marching and not getting things accomplished, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, and uh, a, under the leadership of A. Philip Randolph, who planned the first one in 1943, uh, they planned the second march 60 years ago, and more than 250,000 people showed up to Washington uh, to um, uh, voice their um, their vo- voice their disagreement or dis- disagreements with the government. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, today I was watching I was watching uh, Andrew Mitchell and Charles Jones was on the show and he was the guy that wrote the speech, the first part of the speech, which he talks about, um, you know, it's a bad, a mm-hmm. bad check. Right. And it's really interesting, you know, 60 years later, he's talking about him going to Chase Bank and getting a $100,000 loan to go to Birmingham and bail out all the kids during the Children's March. Mm. And so he didn't realize that at the time he was signing a promissory note to pay this money back. About Bill and Martin Luther King wow. Jr. out and all those right, people that right, was down right. in Birmingham, and it's it's interesting. And I followed up and read it, and he said Harry Belafonte. He called him up and said, "Harry, hey, I I I'm I've got a promissory note to bail these people out for all this injustice and and so on. How are we gonna pay?" And Harry Belafonte <laughs> says. I'm not paying. You signed the note. (laughs) He said, better you than me. And so part of Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech was that the government has has reneged on a promissory note. Mm -hmm. And so he took his own personal experience of borrowing $100,000 from Chase Bank in 1963 to get all these people out of jail, incorporated that in the speech. And he said, uh, going back to it, he said, you know, I was standing behind, you know, Dr. King. This is Charles Jones. I was stand- he was his lawyer. Mm-hmm. I was standing behind Dr. King at the speech 
And he said, I saw his right leg start rubbing the back of his, from, from his heel up to the top of his knee. And he was rubbing it back and forth. And he goes, I don't know what people realize, but they're getting ready to go to sermon right now. Because he knew that mm-hmm. he was going to go off script and was going to tell it like it was. And that's when he came up with, well, he had used the I Have a Dream portion mm-hmm. of that, which he had used before. But right, he right. kind of knew his nuances and said, you know, he's going to do this. And so it was the largest peaceful demonstration that the country had ever had. They Washington, D.C., they didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, 200,000 people yep. was there. 250,000. Right, Jews, mm-hmm. you know, all these people came together to listen to Martin Luther King Jr. speak and all these other speakers to um, 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 voice their displeasure with the government. Right. And one right. other thing is, and, and if you listen to the speech, you'll hear Mahalia Jackson, who's saying, mm-hmm. said something, she said something about, hey, go ahead and preach. And yeah. it was his yeah. cue right there. And off he went. And probably uh, America's greatest speech ever written and, and uh, uh, spoken or orated is that right yeah, or, or orated or, or yeah what's the word yeah i know what you're saying <laughs> was was given uh, yeah. on the steps of the lincoln memorial mm-hmm. 1963 yeah 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 um i think we we would be remiss if we didn't mention that uh, one of the organizers, and he didn't get a lot of credit, and there are reasons why he didn't get a lot of credit, that was Bayard Rustin. Mm-hmm. He did not get a lot of credit for being one of the organizers of the March on Washington, primarily because he was gay. Right, right. And um, there were people who did not want his name to appear on the, on the program. Uh, I think one of the people... Um, uh, involved in that was Roy Wilkins. Roy Wilkins yep. did not want him to appear on name appear on the program, although he did speak. Uh, Baird Rustin did speak at the event, but he was one of the key organizers of the uh, of the March on Washington. And so people, you know, sort of they gloss over him. And the primarily reason primary reason for that is because at the time, being a gay man in the sixties. Uh, that a black man at that that mm-hmm. was uh, that was uh, not a, a a good thing. So, but uh, you know, they had a ten point plan um, yep. for the march on Washington. Uh, I was listening to uh, Clay Kane today on his show, and he was talking about the march on Washington, the ten point plan, and you know, sadly, some of the things in that ten point plan have yet to come to pass. You know, right. Um, so are we better off than we were 60 years ago today? Uh, I don't know, brother. I'm, I'm not sure, man, because right. we're still fighting for a lot of the same things uh, that people flocked to the Capitol for 60 years ago. We're still fighting for those same things. And it's like we just we're on this hamster wheel, <laughs> you know, that uh, we just keep going round and around and around. And it's the same old issues that continually plague uh, this country that Dr. King and others spoke about on that day. Right. We're still we're still in it, you know. So yeah, and until uh, the country comes to recognize, and it's not 
going to happen because there are going to be folks that are never going to say that, you know, I agree that equality should be for everybody and so on. I mean, this country was built. This country was built on racism. Right. You know, right. and it was built on racism. And that's never going to change until there's a discussion about it. And that discussion mm-hmm. is never going to happen because some people don't want that discussion to happen simply because of political reasons and or uh, racist uh, yeah. reasons. Well, and so, it's, it's profitable. It, it's profitable for people yeah. to keep this going because uh, they're lining their pockets um, you know, because they're assisting in the dis- disenfranchisement of others and and everything, so it's profitable. It's it's vicious cycle, man. It's a vicious cycle. And you and I here, we're in our you know mid sixties, I guess. And you know this this mess has been going on since since we've been on the planet. So we witnessed it all. <laughs> we witnessed it all, and it just. My wife and I were talking about it today. It's like. When is when is this going to stop? You know, you 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 feel like you feel apathetic about it because you've been dealing with this and and for so long. It's it's I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, Um, this would probably be a good point to segue into another segment uh, regarding some remarks that were made uh, by a gentleman that's uh, one of the Republican. hopefuls uh, for their party's nomination for president in 2024, Vivek Ramaswamy. And he called out uh, Representative Ayanna Presley and Dr., I think it's uh, Dr. Abram X. Kendi, yep. um, basically accusing them of stoking racism in America when they are on the front lines of trying to stop it. But he called both of them Modern day grand wizards of the KKK. I'm, I'm like, what the hell is this? What, what is he talking about? First of all, you're from India. What the hell do you know about the KKK in America? You have yeah. no experience with the KKK. As Representative Presley says, he's like, my family was victimized by the KKK. And for you to call me, compare me to the grand wizard of this organization, it's despicable. But he he is another one of these people, man. He he has brown skin, but he thinks he's white. Yeah. And they always seem to find a black or brown person, stick a microphone in front of their face, and they'll say anything to appease a faction of white America that wants to hear them put down other minority groups. He is exhibit A in this cycle. He, along with a few others. But since he's uh, he's the one opening his mouth and making dumbass comments, um, he's exhibit A because he he is brown and uh, he's being used as as a mouthpiece uh, for these MAGA idiots uh, because he's willing to come out and say anything against other black and brown people. He is. I don't know how to put it in words, but I'll try. (laughs) You don't know what you are until they turn against your ass. Mm-hmm. You can say all the things that you want. As you mentioned, let's get this guy to say the things 
that we want to hear, and it's going to be okay because he's brown. Mm-hmm. Okay? So evidently, you know, in, in India, they have a caste system. Yep. It's still, it's still there. Yep. And the caste that he's probably in is probably a privileged class. You know? Uh, so, you know, whether it's education or not that made him rise up through the ranks, he doesn't realize that there's people in this country that look at him and goes, I'm not, I'm not voting for that N word. Yep. <laughs> you know, I don't care. I don't care if you're a Republican or not. I ain't voting for you. And so he jumped on like some people jump on this bandwagon of I want to be on the winning team. I want to show my voice and uh, share my thoughts, not realizing that they don't. This is just me. They don't realize that they're using them, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 here, here's another example. I saw a commercial yesterday or this past weekend where there's a mayor mayoral race here in Indianapolis. You have a Democrat who's been the mayor for eight years and you have a Republican wanting to unseat him. And I'm looking at this commercial and I went, that's Ray. This is a. Uh, oh, you know, the guy <laughs> I, he's on the school board. Oh, wow. I went. He's on the school board. He's he's from Southeast Asia. He's Chin or from Burma. Mm-hmm. What used to be Burma, Miramar. Miramar, yep. And so and last the last time that we were in a meeting, he mentioned something. We we're having like a board meeting in which it was like a retreat and we're talking about what the board can and cannot do and so on like that. Everybody thinks the board can the school boards can do everything. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, they don't realize the school board can't be involved in personnel issues and stuff like that. Right. They just don't right. realize. They just, you should be able to choose this coach to do that and that coach to do this and fire this teacher and hire that teacher. School boards don't do that. Okay. So this this person, this guy who's on the school board, just got elected uh, last term, 2022. Of course, we have a huge chin or Burmese population on the south side of Indianapolis. Huge. As a matter of fact, 45% of the people in our school district are Burmese. Wow. We have 16,000 kids in our school district. Wow. 45% of Burmese. And they've only been coming here for the past couple decades. Mm. Okay. So he is a minister. He's on the school board. And so I'm looking at this commercial and I'm like, Damn, that's right. Lynn goes, who? I said, that's the school board member. You know, he's he's right there. He's he's the guy with the IU hat on. Mm. And so the last meeting that we had, he said something about um, indoctrination of kids. A lot of people in the Burmese community community was uh, was afraid of their children being indoctrinated. And I went, I be damned. That's a that is a Fox News mm. right wing talking point. And I he we had a meeting tonight. He wasn't there. The last meeting wasn't there. So I'm going to confront him and say not going to confront him. I'm going to ask him question that, you know, where did this idea of the school district indoctrinating kids and so on? 
Here's another example of someone that's brown that's being used. He was put in that commercial. I don't know if he meant to be in the commercial, but for me, when you run for school board in the state, you have to kind of be impartial. Right, right. You know, you, the state legislature wanted to say you have to be a Democrat or Republican or whatever because they knew who to vote for. So mm-hmm. they want you to be independent. And I've always been kind of independent. So I'm going to have to talk to him and say, man, you know, give him some wisdom. That mm. Is he a young show, guy? No, he's an old he's an older guy. He's younger okay. than us. Okay. But you know, he's probably in his fifties, maybe. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, you need to be impartial. When you step up and you're seen in a political commercial, they're gonna assume that you are this political party, even if you're not, because you're mm-hmm. in a commercial. You know. That's just how it is. Uh, my, uh, I've got a doctor that was in a commercial. I said, "Hey, weren't you in that commercial with so and so, Todd Rakita, this idiot that's our Secretary of State?" He goes, "Yeah, I didn't mean to be. I was, you know, just talking to a colleague, and he came in. He shot a commercial. I didn't know I was going to be in it. If I'd have known, I would not have done that." He goes, "Because a lot of people ask me that." You know, are you for him? And he goes, I'm not for that guy. You know, he's an idiot, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm in the commercial since I was taped with him. Anyway, I kind of got sidetracked. No, no. This Ramaswamy guy, yeah. you know, back to him, you know, he wants to he wants to be worse than Cheeto Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how he wants to to make his his play. You know, I'm going to be more. I'm going to be more radical than Cheeto Jesus, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so calling black folks who are anti-racist the reason for racism. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's, he's out of his <laughs> freaking mind. Yeah. And I mean, pretty much all of Dr. Kendi's books. I mean, if you've read any of them, how not to be an anti-racist. This yes. is that. I mean, he's always, you know, hey, you know, we, you don't have to do ABCD. Here's how you can combat racism. But I've read I've, I've read one of his books. I've read his first book and then the others, uh, a couple other books. I've got them. I haven't read them. But uh, no, these guys, they're out here trying to educate and inform people about, hey, you know, we, we need to we need to stomp this stuff out. Right. So for him to come off with that is, is just he is tone deaf. And, and what these guys don't realize, all these black and brown people that they've got out here pulling their strings like they're little puppets. What y'all fail to realize is these people don't like your ass either. <laughs> how, you're, many you're, have we how many times? Yeah. How many times we said they don't like you either, but they <laughs> but they'll use you. But they don't like you either, man. And and you're one of the people that they don't want in this country, you know. So, but let them go ahead and use you. Uh, but it, it's appalling to see this, man. And and for him to call black people grand wizards of the KKK, 
He obviously doesn't know his history and uh, he may not even care to know the history of the relationship between the KKK and the black community in this right. country. You know, but uh, some tells me he as uh, as as the Black Eagle Joe Madison said, you're either conscientiously stupid or you're sincerely ignorant. And, 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 wh- and which one is this guy? I think he's conscientiously stupid. <laughs> Uh, I love Joe, but Black yeah. only standing for about 30 minutes before yeah, he goes he, off on somebody. He going off on people, man. <laughs> I'm like, dang, man. He, he just, he just like, shut up. This is, I'm telling you when to, let me educate you. I'm like, whoa. He blasts <laughs> But he dispenses good knowledge, man. And, uh, but yeah, you like, Cynthia's like, I can only listen to Joe for about 30 minutes and I got third of all. <laughs> Because we usually have him on in the morning. If I get up before she does, I'll turn him on. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you listening to him for? And I'm like, I just want to hear what he says. I missed him today because uh-huh. I wanted to hear what he had to say, you know, about the Jacksonville issue. But uh, she said, ah, she said, I turn him on. I can only take him for about 30, 40 minutes. And I got to I got to turn him off. Yeah. Yeah. I See, blasting people, man. But. But he's right. I think my man is conscientiously stupid about uh, his KKK remarks and neither one of them are going to back down. He, he's 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 messed with the wrong folks. So he's yeah. messed the wrong people. Yeah, he may be smart. He may be, uh, you know, a software engineer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, Iona Presley and Ibram Kendi will kick his ass. Yep. Yep. You yep. know, verbally. And mm-hmm. physically, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, they run circles around him. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he's a he's another one of these Trump wannabes. You know, let me see how radical I can get. It's like you guys are just y'all are just worshiping at the throne of this idiot man, and and just selling your soul for it, man. So yeah. Anyway, um, grabbing his ass. Out of the picture for you're right, man. You're right. Um, We've been talking about him for how long have we been doing podcasts? Since 2016. 2016. We've been talking about the orange Julius Caesar. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, at some point, man, something's got to stick to this guy. You saw his mugshot, right? He's, he's, yeah. You can tell he's pissed, man. You can tell he's pissed at his mugshot. But, of course, he found a way to profit off of it. So now they're making T-shirts, coffee mugs with his mugshot yeah. on it. Never it's, surrender. Yeah, never surrender. Well, guess but. what, stupid ass? You fucking surrendered. Right. <laughs> they fucking took your mugshot after right. you surrendered. They right. fingerprinted your ass after you surrendered, they yep. weighed your ass after you surrendered. So <laughs> never surrender. Typically uh, him. Right. Typically him. Oh, yeah. these are, there's good people on both sides. Yeah, mm-hmm. never surrender. I fucking surrendered, you yep. dumb ass. Yep. And these dumbass people are buying it. And I yep. hope, I hope that dumbass Democrats aren't buying it. Say, look what I got. I got a shirt. You're helping that stupid son of a bitch out. Come right. on. Right, right, right. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. I hope they do not fall for the okie doke and 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 support this foolishness. But uh, something's got to stick, man. I think Fonnie Willis may be the one to stick it to him. I'm hoping, man. But it's it's ironic. It is ironic that 
when he showed up the other day at the Fulton County Courthouse, and we're, we're, we're deviating here a little bit, but you know, it's all good. Uh, when he showed up to uh, to surrender the other day at the Fulton County Courthouse, he had to roll through the black community. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah. had to roll through the black community. He had to roll by an HBCU and uh, he got arraigned. By a black judge and a black mm. DA is going to get his ass. And <laughs> so a black it's like, sheriff that took his ass in. That's right. So it's like all the black people that you have victimized in your miserable life, karma is a bitch, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I, I know, man, He, I mean, you have victimized black people time and time again. Those five young men that you took out without without any due process of law. You took out a full page ad in the New York Times stating that these guys should get the death penalty. No due process given to them. But now that you're on the other side of the coin, well, this is a bad day for America. It's a sad day that they're doing. Man, criminals get treated like this all the time. You are a criminal. And yep. that's how criminals get treated, man. So people like, oh, they're mistreating him. No, you're getting treated like a criminal because that's what you are, you know. But karma is a bitch. I, I thought we'd never get to see it. Yeah, yeah. But the chickens are coming home to roost, as not on, Malcolm said. <laughs> not only that, but he had to – this tells you how he is. He had to go through a bail bondsman. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, his his bail was two hundred thousand dollars and his yep. cheap ass didn't want didn't have the two hundred thousand dollars or he didn't want to pay the two hundred thousand dollars. So what do black folks do? Black folks go to a bail bondsman and say, man, help right. me out. You That's pay right. me 10 percent. I'm going <laughs> to help you out. So he ended up all the things that he hated black. Black folks got his ass. Mm-hmm. Yep. He got a bail bondsman, too. $20,000 up front yeah. right there. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping Fonnie Willis sticks it to him and all the other 18 idiots that are with him because uh, they've put their souls on the line for this guy. But I think she's going to be the one, man, to uh, to to clang that door shut on him. Yeah. Well, you know, the one the one brother, Harrison. um Harrison Floyd, is it? Or Harrison Davis? I got to look it up real quick. He he hadn't posted bail yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's sitting in jail, right? <laughs> yeah. sitting, He's sitting in jail. Who's, who's going to be the first one to, <laughs> to stay in jail? Black folks. Yeah, well, he's sitting in jail. <laughs> but I'm thinking like, hey, call your buddy Trump. Ask, ask him to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you did all this for him. Right. But yeah. you notice, I'm telling you, these people, it, it doesn't dawn on them until like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm, I really messed up, man, because this dude ain't coming to your aid. <laughs> you, you out there in the freaking uh, raft sinking in the ocean and he riding by on his boat. <laughs> just like, hey, you're on your own, man. Yeah, he'll probably you know? throw a wake over their ass. Yeah, you're on your own. So all these people should realize this dude don't give a rat's ass about you. And he he's going to find a way he will throw whomever under the bus he needs to. But, man, you, you sitting in jail while this dude is in, in wherever he's at, Mar-a-Lago, whatever. He's chilling, man. 
till the court date. You're sitting in a six by ten, whatever six by six cell. <laughs> yeah, Harrison Harrison Floyd. That's Harrison he, Floyd. Yeah, his that's ass right. is still in jail. You're in jail, man. So call your buddy up and say, Mr. Trump, man, can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do what you said, boss. That's right. I tried to help you, boss. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a shaking. I'm a shaking. Yeah, I'm shaking over here, boss. <laughs> yeah, he's a he, he. I know he feels stupid as hell that I don't put my life on the line for this individual, and ain't nobody coming to help me, man. <laughs> the Calvary's not on his way. Nope, Calvary ain't coming. <laughs> they made they made a left turn. That's right. Oh, Calvary ain't nowhere to be seen. So anyway, we went we went down one of our rabbit holes as we usually do. But hey. <laughs> It, it lent itself to the discussion. Absolutely. Uh, it lent itself to the discussion. So Absolutely. let's uh, left shift gears and uh, <laughs> we have to talk about a, a somber situation uh, over the weekend. Um, you know, another shooting uh, this time, uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, three people were killed in a dollar store. And uh, this young man, uh, 21 years old, I don't even know the dude's name. I really don't care to know his name, but, uh, you know, had a had a racial uh, agenda against black people. And he walked into a dollar store and just killed people, man, for no reason, just because he don't like black folk. And uh, it's 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 sad, man, that, uh, you know, this is part of this this racial issue that continues to you know uh linger uh, it's like a dark cloud over this country mm-hmm. and uh you know this guy he had a manifesto and now it's like how do you get you're 21 years old i mean how do you get indoctrinated to just hate a certain group of people you're, you've only been on this planet 21 years what, what what is that 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 gets into your mind that makes you you only live where these people live. You have to drive to where they are. You first try to go to a black university, historically black university. They turn your ass away there because you look suspicious. So then you're going to go to and we know it. There, there's a lot of dollar general stores in black communities, uh, you know, poor neighborhoods. That's poor neighborhoods. It's, it's yeah. a dollar general stores. That's where they are. But you target uh, a black neighborhood and you target black people. One woman sitting in her car, which we've all done that. We went to the store, parked our car. Maybe we're listening to a good tune on the on Sirius XM or something. We don't we want to hear that song finish or we're talking on the phone. Whatever. She's killed. He fired into her car. And then one uh, young man lost his life working. He was at work. And then the other guy and his girlfriend were there shopping. So. I mean, it, it's I don't know, man. And it's in the state where you have a governor who is doing everything he possibly can to uh, stop, um, you know, the teaching of black history. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is why you need to know about history. You need to know that portions of white America have been victimizing black people since the beginning of this country. That is part of history. And this here is a prime example. You you don't want, you know, that type of stuff taught. But this guy picks up on the rhetoric that all these people are are uttering every day. And you, you know, senselessly take three people's lives who meant you no harm. And then like the coward that you were, you kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry. You know, the, the, the sad part about it is that we, because we don't have to socialize with people anymore, mm-hmm. we can get all of our teachings and all of our hatred from internet or from other social media that, you know, it used to be, remember when we were growing up and so on, you know, people were in in the Klan, people that were in, in, in neo-Nazi organizations, they met in groups. They met in, in uh, places and came up with strategies and did things. Now you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can stay in you can stay in your house in the basement and you can get all the hate that you want. You can get all the love that you want. You can get yep. anything that you want and believe in believe in that junk and you can go forward with your ideologies and yep. so on. So that's what happened with him. And, you know, he hated black folks. Basically, he said he had a manifesto that, you know, he mm-hmm. hated black folks and he had an AR-15, of course, the gun of yeah, choice. And he had course. a Glock yeah. and on the AR-15, he had swastikas written mm-hmm. on it. He had MAGA on it, you know, and, and so on. And so he's doing the bidding of somebody else. Right. Right. You know, just like uh, Dylan Roof went to the mm-hmm. church in South Carolina, yeah. you know, and killed those black folks after sharing a prayer with them and so on, Mm -hmm. you know, um, this guy, you know, once again is spreading these spreading hatred. And then there's somebody going to say, well, it it wasn't, it wasn't the gun that killed him. He he wasn't on a red flag list. You know, he wasn't, uh, there was nothing that, that showed that he would do this stuff except other than, when it happened, it happened. Mm-hmm. Well, it was too late for those three people in these that right. were killed and six people that right. were injured <clears throat> that are in the hospital and so on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's yeah. it's a sad situation, but, you know, it, it's what's going on today. Yeah. Yeah. They're already, you know, of course, you know, he's got mental issues. And, dude, you're smart enough to get in your car. You don't even live where these people live. So you had to make a conscious effort to drive to a predominantly black neighborhood and and target people. You're not stupid. You're, you're, I'm not I'm not buying the mental health issues. You're smart enough to calculate what you did. It's premeditated. Right. So you 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 had to leave the confines of your where you live, which probably there are no black people around. Um, he lived so with his parents. To, yeah, so you you had to go seek out people, you know, invade their neighborhood uh, because you're a freaking terrorist. That's what you are. You're a domestic terrorist, and uh, and seek out people who meant you no harm. They're minding their own business, doing their shopping and whatnot, and you take their life. And uh, and then like the coward that you are, you kill yourself. So I think we I've said it on this broadcast before. I will say it again. If your life is that fucked up, just kill yourself. Don't bring other innocent people into your mess. Leave other people alone. If life is that bad for you and you got that much turmoil going inside you, just kill yourself and be done with it. And we, and that's it. But now we got to hear people. We're going to offer up our prayers. People tired of that, man. People tired of your prayers and your thoughts. Because, again, 
this is a prime opportunity for somebody to do something about sensible gun control, and it's not going to happen. You know, we'll be on here in a couple of weeks talking about another shooting. Yep. Yep. You know. So well, have Louisville, was it Louisville last week or two weeks ago? Louisville, uh, yeah, Louisville uh, last week. I think it was, yeah, it was last week. Was that, Yeah, it was last week, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was Thursday or week. Friday or something yeah, like that. Yep. And then shooting there. I mean, we, we have a gun issue. We, we, it's, it's, I don't know what it is, man. We're the only industrialized nation in the world that has this problem. You know, this love of guns and and. You know, like you say, folks don't talk to anybody anymore. They don't socialize. If there's a disagreement, there's no talking. I'll get my gun. You know, and it, it's you're scared, man. I mean, you you got to be a little, how many times? I mean, I know, man, when I'm at home, they're visiting my, my folks. I've gone into the dollar store numerous times. Thought nothing about it. Yep. But now you think about every place you go. There's a thought in the back of your mind. Let me get in here and get out, you know, before. Mm-hmm. Some idiot comes up in here because they got a grievance against somebody. So you're always looking over your shoulder, man. And that is not a good way to live. It is not a good way to live. Well said. Well said. So our thoughts, uh, you know, we we, we grieve for those families that have lost their loved ones. Matter of fact, uh, one of the people killed is a uh, relative of one of Cynthia's cousins. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she was called this morning. Uh, her cousin called her. It's actually, uh, it's a, uh, it's a uh, individual related to his wife. Mm-hmm. She was, uh, or he, she, uh, he was going to work. Um, you know, didn't didn't really want to go to work, but decided to go to work that day, and then they lost their life. You know, because of the senseless act of this individual. So, yeah, yeah, no, so. it's too bad. Yeah, so. I said, man, we'll uh, we'll probably be here in a few weeks. I hope not, but America and and their guns. I, I don't I don't know. Anyway, yeah. um, let's uh, let's change uh, change gears a bit, and let's talk about I think uh, one of the greatest game show hosts in history. Game shows, man, uh, passed away this. Uh, I think it was on uh, what's today. Passed away on uh, Saturday. I think it was Saturday or Saturday, Friday? yes. Saturday. Yes. Bob Barker, Saturday. man. Yeah. Uh, as long as I can remember, he was the host of The Price is Right, <laughs> you know. Yep. 50 and years. 50 years, man. And, uh, you know, passed away, 99 years old. Um, but uh, I think, and, and, you know, we watched a lot of game shows in our time. But I think he, by far, was one of the greatest game show hosts uh, in the history of TV game shows. And uh, legend, man, that's that's uh, that's all I can say. Legendary. Your thoughts? Yeah, he 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 was everybody's best friend, uncle, cousin. (laughs) And the show was exciting because, you know, people were really excited about winning things. And there was always a little mystery to it and he was able to make people comfortable and he was able to um, allow this game show literally to become part of Americana. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's anyone our age that has not watched The Price is Right. (laughs) Especially growing up when we grew up, 
because, you know, there were few, you know, streaming services. There was not cable at the time. And someone mm-hmm. think of 50 years ago, uh, it was limited. And the price is right. Was that was that show that people felt comfortable with? Mm-hmm. And he was the great host that allowed uh, those people to be comfortable and to win prizes and to become part of the national the national um, media that mm-hmm. was television game shows at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He. Some people may not uh, remember. He also hosted Truth or Consequence. Truth or Consequence. <laughs> that was another yeah. good show, man. Yep. Uh, like I said, we back then there were there was only three channels. <laughs> only three channels. And usually you had one TV in your house. So if your parents uh, were watching uh, one of the game shows, you watched the game show, you know. So, uh, but yeah, uh, TV legend, uh, game show host extraordinaire. Uh, rest in peace, rest in power, Mr. Bob Barker. Yeah. One one other one other side note. Yeah, what was yeah. the movie that he played in that he beat up? Um, oh gosh, was it? Um, he had a fist fight with someone. They went rolling down the golf course. Was it Happy Gilmore? It might have been Happy Gilmore. Um, I'm not for sure, but. Yeah, he he had he a, played himself. He he played himself. He played himself. Happy Gilmore, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he he beat up the Happy Gilmore character after they got into a, a issue playing in a, a golf tournament. Yes, yeah, <laughs> they got yeah. Into the issue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he whooped him too. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. But yeah, it's like I say, man. It's our our legends are passing away, and. Uh, you know, it, it's the cycle of life, you know, yep. cycle of life. Uh, but we were blessed to uh, to be a part of for that part of the, that ride, man, because like you say, I don't know very many people that have never watched The Price is Right, <laughs> you know, hoping people will like pick pick that one. Make sure you pick the right one. <laughs> <laughs> they are picking the wrong door and get a zonk or whatever, you know, so it's all good, man. All good. Yep. But yeah, yep. a bargain. Legend. All right, man. I'm gonna let you kick this next one off because it's about a dear friend of yours. <laughs> dear friend, dear uh, just somebody <laughs> that somebody that I uh, followed. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the sports person that I am. Um, for gosh, most of the all of the summer, I've been waiting for um, undisputed which is hosted by Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. And I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And so today I um, saw it. Oh, Undisputed's on. And come to find out that it's a totally new Undisputed. And same format. They got a new They've got a new theme song. Lil Wayne was the guy that did their theme song. So it started with this new theme song that uh, Lil Wayne had um, came up with. And so Skip comes out and says, you know, um, I've got a new format for uh, Undisputed. And there was, you know, him sitting there and then there was three other seats. I went, wow, this is, this is odd. And so he introduced his, his new format. Uh, 
and the new um, personalities that's going to be on the show. The first one he introduced was Richard Seymour from, you know, your old old team, right? The uh, oh, Seattle Seahawks. Rich, Richard Sherman. 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 Yeah, I Richard Sherman. Yeah, Richard yeah. Sherman. Yeah. And I said, okay, Richard Sherman. You know, he introduced him. Then he introduced Keyshawn um, Johnson. Johnson. Keyshawn Jackson yeah. Johnson from Tampa Bay, best known. Mm-hmm. And then he introduced um, Michael Irving. And so my first thoughts were, wait a minute. I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, he's going to introduce Shannon Sharp. And it's, wait a minute, what, Michael Irvin? Where, where's Shannon? So back in, oh gosh, I want to say back in early, well, it was late fall when Buffalo was playing um, a football game in um I can't think of the player's name, the player that got hurt. Uh, Hamlin. Yeah, DeMar Uh, Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin uh, got hurt. You know, he had a car hit somebody and somehow went into cardiac arrest. And so the next day, Skip and Shannon were talking about it. And they got into a, literally got into a tiff. I mean, it was almost a fist fight because I sat mm. there and watched it and it was a lot of confusion on both sides. I guess I could say I saw it. A lot of people can, a lot of people criticized skip for what he said. And it was, I, I can't remember exactly, but he's Hamlin was hurt mm. and skip made the comment that, um, um, there's, there's no doubt that the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the game, but how, and, you know, and, and he said, which is irrelevant mm-hmm. as long as this Hamlin guys is, is taken care of because of the bar Hamlin. I saw it as, you know, the rest of the, NFL games are postponed because it's irrelevant. People saw it as him saying that the NFL didn't care about Hamlin mm-hmm. and it's irrelevant. I didn't see it that way. Shannon saw it the other way right, and they right. confronted they confronted one another. And Skip says, I'm not taking anything back because I didn't do anything wrong. And Shannon said, you're wrong. You know, they got into a right. heated yeah. argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I listened to what I listened to and I saw, I heard what Skip saying is that, you know, the games are irrelevant, but this Hamlin kid, you know, because of he, he's got hurt, you know, whatever I saw it. I kind of saw it Skip's way, but I can mm-hmm. also see how other people saw it that way. So mm-hmm. come to find out that Shannon got pissed off about it. And at the end of their turn, uh, FS1 bought out his contract. Yep. Shannon's Shannon's gone. He's in the wind. He's he's gone. He's got his own little podcast and stuff like that. And so Skip literally said, "Hey, I'm going to, you know, I am the show, so I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it." So he brought out, you know, Michael Irvin and those guys like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at 
undisputed. I liked it because Shannon was was funny. Okay, he always had some little quote about it, grandma, grandpa, uncle, somebody like that. He he, he was funny, and he's a good analyst as well. Yep, yep. And so, I first my first thought was, how Skip gonna handle Richard Sherman, Keyshawn Johnson, and Michael Irvin all on the same show? So mm-hmm. I watched the first fifteen minutes, and in 15 minutes, the first thing they talked about, of course, was Skip Bayless's Dallas Cowboy. Mm. You know, Undisputed talked about the Cowboys, LeBron James, Tom Brady. That's the show for the past six years. And so (laughs) it was funny that he brought up the Cowboys and off it went. He never got a word edgewise. He just he couldn't get a word in. He had to say timeout after about 15 minutes. I got something to say. And that's how the show is going to be. You got those three personalities. Mm-hmm. OK, that are going to share the stage yep. and going to share the microphone. Skip yep. Bayless, he just made a huge mistake. That's right. He's, he's going to have to pull them to the side and go, hey, look, this is my fucking show. You can't hog up all the time. But they ain't gonna listen to him. No, they're gonna no. speak their mind. And they're <laughs> yeah. gonna speak over one another. Cause yep. you know, black folks will speak, and when their words aren't heard, they're gonna speak a little bit louder. Okay. And so this is gonna cause the other person to speak a little bit louder. It's gonna cause the other person to speak a little bit louder. So it's gonna sound like an argument. And, yep. You know, it's just how it is. And so I'm not sure. Yeah. If I don't, if I can put up with it, especially with all these personalities, I don't know. It was it yeah. was good when Shannon was there. Now I don't think it's gonna be so good. No, just two, my uh, thoughts. Yep, two uh, two prima donna wide receivers and a cornerback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that were all like you say, all strong personalities. Oh yeah. Nah, Skip ain't gonna get a word in at all, man. No, I don't. I don't know who told him. <laughs> that was a good idea. But uh, Shannon, like you say, he's in the win, and he's going to be coming over to join Stephen A. Smith uh, two times a week on first take. Oh, is that right? Yep. He's going to be joining Stephen A. Smith two times a week to debate him uh, starting, I think, uh, next month. I think it's okay. next month. Yeah, he'll be on, uh, I think, on Mondays and Wednesdays, I think. Okay. I have to check the date, but yeah, he's going to be joining Stephen A. Smith on First Take. So and First Take is on which channel? First Take is on ESPN. Okay. Uh, comes on your time. It'll be uh, you're on Eastern time, correct? Right. It'll be on ten o'clock your time. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, check your check it. But I think it's Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, Shannon will be on with Stephen A. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but I he to... he got him a new gig. Got him a new gig. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for his podcast. He's got a podcast, yep, but yep. he hadn't had a, a new episode since the middle of June. Yeah, and he's in, I, I don't know if you've seen the commercial. He's he's in a Gatorade commercial. Have you seen yes. the Gatorade commercial? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I let everybody down. I let Shannon Sharp down. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon Sharp said, yeah, yeah, you did. You let me down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I think it'll be good. Him and Stephen A. debating each other, both uh, dynamic personalities. I think that'll be a lot of fun. 
be a lot of fun yeah. to watch. But I think uh, Stephen A. Smith, and he, he, no, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Isn't he's a Steelers he? fan. Yep, yeah, he's a Steelers fan. Yeah. Uh, Steelers fan, New York Knicks fan, Lakers. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. It's okay. going to be good. But, yeah, that's where Shannon is going to be, man. So he's not totally out of it. Uh, I watched Undisputed every now and then. I, I, I really I don't care for Skip Bayless. I'll be honest. I don't. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't like Skip Bayless because, uh, again, he, he, he talked about the Dallas Cowboys all the time. LeBron James all the time. And Tom Brady. And Tom Brady. It's like, yes. dude, there's other things going yep. on in sports, yep. man. Yep. So, uh, you know, hey, Shannon had to bail. He did. He did what he thought was right. And, hey, I think he and Stephen A make a make a good team. So we'll see. Okay. We will see. All right. All right. So to wrap up it up, to wrap it up, to wrap it up tonight, <laughs> to, a lot of a lot of anniversaries today. So I know you've been uh, got your stereo out. You know, you've been previewing a few albums on uh, on your Facebook page every day. Yes, sir. So I got a good got, one next week. Got tomorrow. The, uh, I do okay, it on Tuesdays. Tomorrow. Okay, on Tuesdays. Okay. So uh, today, uh, in honor of you bringing out your gear and firing up the old vinyl, 50 years ago today, uh, the iconic album by Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On, was released. And uh, that album is considered a stone cold classic. Uh, yielded a lot of hits off that album. Of course, the title track, Let's Get It On. Uh, Come Get to This, which is an mm-hmm. overlooked track on there. I think it's yep. it's one of his greatest songs. And Distant Lover is on that Distant album. Distant Lover, yeah. <laughs> you know? Is, and, uh, is uh, uh, Mercy, Mercy? Uh, what's that? No, Mercy, uh, Mercy, Mercy, Me, Inner City Blues. Blues. Uh, that's on What's Going On. What's Going On. It's on the What's Going On album. So this album came after uh, after he did What's Going On. Then he gotcha. wanted to change the groove and did a more, uh, you know, this album established him as, quote, a sexual icon, <laughs> so yeah. to speak. But uh, some great tracks on this album. Um, you know, it's it's I mean, he what's going on? Let's get it on. Uh, Marvin Gaye live at the London Palladium. That, that's, oh, yeah. Oh, that's another great one. Um, and then uh, here, my dear. I mean, that was he did that just to piss off the, the record label. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and I think uh, what's on that uh, is I want you on that album. Mm hmm. Yeah, I want you, but I think that was the only track that that was, you know, yielded anything. But, uh, but let's get it on. Fifty years ago today, August twenty eighth, nineteen seventy three. Nineteen seventy three. Yes, we sir. Were, we were sophomores in high school. That's right, man. <laughs> and hey, a lot of people were grooving off of Let's Get It On, man. When, when when Let's Get It On came on in the parties, you had to go find somebody to dance with. <laughs> First, first of all, you had to sneak closer to the person that you wanted to dance right, with. Right, right, You know, right, you kind of right. work your way over. Right, right. <laughs> and then when the song came on, you stepped right. up. Would you like to dance? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With that needle drop, you're ready. <laughs> uh-uh, I ain't dancing with you. Uh, you I don't nasty. Dance with you. Yeah, I don't want to dance with you. I don't slow dance. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, sir. Classic. Uh, Class. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. But that's oh. all we uh that's how we wrap it up for tonight, my friend. 
Oh, absolutely. I appreciate the appreciate you making your long trip across these United <laughs> States of America. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, getting back into the groove. Hopefully you get some rest and uh, uh, hang out back home for a little bit before you go back home. Well, we're we're oh, we're doing an international stand. journey Wednesday. We're 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 leaving the country for a few days. <laughs> Is it gonna so still be there? Yeah, we're going to Mexico. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the storm. The storm will be. Yeah, the storm will be passed by the time we get there. Okay, it'll, it'll be up the coast of Florida there. But uh, we've checked the weather. Yeah, it's it's gonna be good. But we're leaving Wednesday, going to the Caribbean Fest, my music festival in uh, Mexico, and it should be a lot of fun. A lot of great acts there. Uh, the last night of the the, the festival, uh, Charlie Wilson and Drew Hill will be closing out the okay. uh, festival. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, so I won't be here next Sunday. So we'll have to catch up the following Sunday for another exciting Labor, episode. Labor Day weekend. Yeah, that the Monday's Labor Day. So whatever yeah. that Sunday is, uh, we'll yeah. be back back in the mix uh, that Sunday. And then another journey back across these United States. <laughs> I tell you, you're going to have to take up flying. <laughs> I, I did. I, I flew once. I flew once or twice. I mean, uh, no, you fly. Oh, oh, me get my own pilots. Get yeah, my own plane. Get my own pilots. Fly yourself. Get there quicker. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. That's true. I could. Yeah, go get me a simulator and practice. And <laughs> yeah, don't get lost. Yeah, I get lost. Like, where am I? <laughs> Well, just follow. All you have to do is follow seventy. It's going to take you right, right to yep. where you need to go anyway. Yep. Just follow I seventy and uh, make sure I, I get off on sixty four and fly <laughs> and then follow that down. So yeah, yeah, fly, fly low enough to follow the interstate. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Get my pilot's license. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Well, right. folks, we're glad you tuned in. Uh, hopefully, we had conversations that uh, you. You could follow because we kind of get sidetracked every now and then. But we enjoy doing what we do. We're going to say what we say. We'll say how we see it and uh, move forward from this point on. Hopefully we'll bring another uh, some other topics down the future um, that you may enjoy. If not, please share the love. Uh, tell your tell your folks, tell your friends that there's a cool podcast called Across the Tracks that you'd like to tune into and we'll uh, love to entertain folks. Absolutely. All right. All right. So with that being said, let's check this thing out of here and I'll just say I'm out. And I will say sayonara until we meet again. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individual's and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.